0: I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. If you want to know how 18 salon owners grew their income by over 100k this year, this last year? Well, I know as a salon owner, you want to provide a completely personalized experience for every single client that visits your salon. And I know it's more than just about the hair or the facial service, right? But there's also this immense amount of pressure to ensure that business is profitable and bringing in money through the door to ensure that jobs are available for our team tomorrow, that clients have a place to actually come and be pampered and be served, and that you and your family have a lifestyle, a life that's actually worth living. So it comes down to the way that you present your business. It's everything from the way your team presents themselves, to the atmosphere, to the pricing, to the post-service check-ins, and the booking experience, the retail products, and honestly the list goes on and on, and you end up feeling like in order to make more, you have to do more, to be more, like you're on this never-ending hamster wheel. And if you're not careful, you're grinding 24-7 to bring more money in the door. But often, many owners aren't seeing the results of all the work, and I want you to know why. The reason is that doing more doesn't actually make you more successful or more profitable. And instead, it can actually do the exact opposite. It means that you end up burnt out, overwhelmed, stuck inside of your business, like a chain around your ankles. So instead of doing all of the things, you can actually only need to focus on these four things in order to make more. That's right. I said it. there are only four things you need to focus on right now to grow your salon turnover by 100K a year or more. So I wanted to share that with you, those four strategies so you can implement them in your salon and grow your business in this coming year. We're stepping into a new year. Well, this idea came to me, of course, because I was away recently. It was school holidays and I took my son to his soccer tournament. The whole family went north and uh, we spent a week away. We made a bit of a holiday of it and his team, I was super proud of them. they came third overall for his grade nationally, super exciting. But while I was away, my team, of course, continued to have their team meeting. The coaches and the program manager had their weekly team meeting. I wasn't there. Of course, I feel super proud that business goes on as usual. Just because I'm not there doesn't mean everything comes to a grinding halt. I love that. They're smart people. They can live without me. In any case, I tasked them with the job of reviewing our top performing owners inside of Salon Mastery, the top performing owners that are consistently inside our 100k club. Now, to be inside the 100k club, it means that your salon is growing every single month, increase in sales. We call it being in growth momentum. And to be in growth momentum, your business is growing by a rate of increasing $300 a week on average, increased in sales, it's not much. $300 a week growth every single month. So if you do that every single month, increase your sales on average by $300 a week, in 12 months, your business will grow 100K. That's a lot. So I tasked my team, the coaching team, to find out, what are the strategies specifically that those 18 owners have installed over this last year that have contributed to their growth? There's a lot of strategies that we install in Seller Mastery. So what were the top four that all of those 18 owners had put into their business, not just learnt the strategy, but installed the strategy and implemented it and continued to consistently implement inside of the business, what were those four things that they all had. And so tasked with that job to find out what those four things were, they reported back to me. Well in fact, we recorded uh, the program manager recorded the meeting and I listened back to what those four things were. And as soon as I heard what they were that got the growth consistently for all of them, I knew I had to share it with you. and I knew that well I was going to get that here on the podcast. So do you want to know what they are? because I think you should listen to this full episode to find out whether your salon can really grow by 100K a year or two. And I want you to discover those four steps to consistently grow your salon. By the way, without working more hours, none of those owners in the 100K club work more hours. We do not promote working more hours when you come and join Salon Mastery. In actual fact, uh, we want you to earn less. Don't get me wrong, you need to do the work. But ultimately, I want you to work less than you're working now and be smarter with what you do. All right, are you ready to discover the insider scoop to what really is going on inside of Seller Mastery? Let me tell you the first strategy that they all implemented. And the first one was kind of simple and maybe a little bit obvious, but, you know, there is no doubt that this is a primary important strategy. And the first one was a price increase. Now, I put an intensive on earlier this year, earlier in 2022, we had a two-day intensive on the topic of uh, the seller mastery pricing pre-strategies, four steps. And I put the intensive on because I noticed that seller owners were making a mistake of randomly putting the prices up, usually out of fear, like we're in a recession or we're post-COVID, must put prices up. And it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. And typically, they were looking next door to the salon next door or down the road and just kind of copying uh, the competition. Or they would say, yes, I put my prices up. I put everything up by a dollar. <laughs> and then this is a mistake because there isn't a plan. And what happens is that when we just put our prices up, knee-jerk reaction like that, we actually don't know if our services are profitable some might be profitable, but there might be a handful of services that might be taking all of the profit from the profitable services and just kind of making the unprofitable services uh, kind of a null and voids all of the things. So instead, we need to have a clear step-by-step plan, a regular step-by-step plan to confidently put up prices. So, well, all of our services are profitable, and that you're positioned well in the marketplace to attract the right type of client and that you know each service is profitable and priced accordingly so that you can pay your team confidently, get them into commission, uh, that they have an opportunity to earn properly because your your team will earn based on their ability to sell. Does that make sense? You want to be able to pay your team. You also want to be able to pay your providers on time. You do not want the stress of making ends meet. We need you to be profitable. So we need you to have a clear plan to put your prices up that one, you know, it's profitable Two, you know, that it works and it's done based on data, not just guesswork and that you have a plan that you can consistently run each year, um, year in, year out and know that you've got it covered. All right. Let's talk about the second strategy that all of the 100K Club salon owners implemented. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. And that was that we encouraged them to go back to basics. Yeah, back to basics. The problem is that I often see salon owners when we're trying to get growth, we actually try to do more. We try to fix more. We try to work more hours. We try new and fancy strategies. I call this the shiny object syndrome. I know. I see you because I'm that person. (laughs) We're constantly looking for a magic pill. Um, And I recognize this because I am a recovering shiny object syndrome CEO. It's a mistake though because... There is no one big magic pill solution that's going to make everything come together and all the problems go away. And so I want to encourage you that we need to go back to basics. Otherwise, the consequences that we get overcommitted, we get overworked, overwhelmed, underpaid, we actually confuse our team when we chop and we change and we try new things and we're not consistent with the message that we know what we're doing in our business. And that, you, that we have a strategy for our team and we have a clear focus on how to get growth. It's confusing for our team. It's confusing for our customers and it's exhausting for us. So instead, I want you to just kind of go back to some basics, like the ground level stuff, like clockwork. We need to do the simple things that move the needle and we need to do them again and again and again. And put them on repeat. Yes, sometimes we need to do the boring stuff and become a professional repeater. Now, for example, what what the heck am I talking about? For example, something like power booking and proper appointment book management, closing those 15-minute gaps, managing our appointment time, profitable timing, not allowing our team to do stretches, smart booking with the team and actually managing the appointment book. You think you sell facials and you think you sell haircuts, but you sell time. If you're not power booking, then you're losing big time. And I think the other thing we go back to basics is just basic daily leadership and management, management of our daily operations. You know, the simple things like being consistent with our morning huddles, having clear direction on how our team will win, good, clear basics. The results will be massively impactful when you're, driving the results. This is the stuff that drives the results. So next time you feel a little bit bored of doing the same again, and you think your team is going to get bored, just remember consistency grows a brand. And when you're desperate to do new things and you're constantly looking for the strategies that might solve all of the problems, you're looking for the magic pill, then I want to encourage you to go back to basics and keep doing the things that worked. The stuff that moved the needle, the stuff that maybe you did in the early days of business and you started to get into momentum and then you grew and you got busy and things broke. Sometimes we need to go back and get those things on clockwork, get the wheel working again. Now, if you're anything like me, you're not very good at things being on repeat. I hate to do things on repeat. I hate to do things that I've done already 12 times. So my recommendation is if you really want to step into the role of a sell-on CEO, we need to delegate them set up the system, run the system, iron out the kinks and then delegate the system to somebody else. Maybe you need to recruit and make a role for the basics. So our managers, floor managers, front of house managers, whatever it is that you need to do, but you need to make sure that we go back to basics and the basics are working before we look at the next layer of strategies. All right. Should we look at the third strategy that all of the owners in the 100K club implemented? Well, that was updating their recruitment strategy. If you don't have humans to do the work, team members, then how are you going to serve the clients? We need to have a good, solid, implemented strategy for recruitment. The one thing I can tell you is always true is that you always will have change. Every team member that you have will eventually leave you. You will be the last man standing. But don't let that scare you. Change is good, but you do need to have a strategy in place to make sure that you always have the next person in place ready for when somebody leaves that you've got somebody coming in behind, otherwise you're in a pickle. So earlier this year, earlier in 2022, we installed Uh, In our two-day intensive, we run five of those every year. In our two-day intensive, we installed the 2023 recruitment strategy. And we have a new update upgrade again happening in January 2023. And I know that it feels like in this industry that there are no staff and that the industry is in strife right now. And probably you're posting and then you're waiting. You're posting on socials. You're posting on Seek. You know, we're hiring and probably in the meantime, while there's a gap, you're back on the floor working all of the hours. You post post it once or twice on socials that you're recruiting. But I want to share with you that that's a mistake. Times have changed. And if you have not changed your recruitment and advertising strategy, and you're posting more of the same and then complaining that the industry is a mess and that there's nobody, in this, nobody to recruit in this industry and that nobody is applying and that you're back on the floor, so now you don't have time to get your recruitment strategy up and running, then that is a roadblock to growth for you. You need to nail the strategy. Now, there are two things for you to consider. I want you to think about this instead. Number one is that you have to do a both strategy, not a a one strategy. What do I mean by that? You need to install both a grow your own strategy and recruit imports. I call them imports because somebody else trained them and you're importing them into your business. You need to have both. You can't rely on only growing your own or only recruiting imports and sitting around twiddling your thumbs or rather working flat out on the floor waiting for some senior person to turn up and somebody else has done all the work to recruit, to train them. You need to have a both strategy, an and strategy. Grow your own and import. So that's number one. You can't rely on one strategy. And number two is that you need to change the way that you're recruiting. If it's not working, you need to try something new. Don't complain and say that it's the industry's problem and keep doing the same because I tell you right now, someone is recruiting. Someone is growing right now. I know 18 of them. I actually know 42 of them inside of Seller Mastery, but I'm talking about, I guess, the 18 who have done all four of these strategies. Someone is recruiting those team members right now. And if it's not you, then you're doing it wrong. It's time to have a good look in the mirror. And if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. So next time I want you to install a new strategy. Now we did a little case study with Priscilla and we changed her ads she did the strategy that we that we taught uh in the solo mastery 2-day recruitment intensive she did it in detail she changed her recruitment campaign we redid her ads this is the strategy that we're about to teach in january we changed the language who she is as a brand exactly who she's looking for the people uh people want something different in 2023 and beyond people are looking for purpose they're looking for culture they're looking for drive and future we need to create future pathways and success pathways for our, our team members it's not enough to just say we're recruiting we're hiring anymore our industry is more savvy than it used to be people post COVID have a new focus and a new desire so we need to get savvy too so we change priscilla's posts in the way that we post We changed the ads and how they're out there in the world. And with one change, we did a lot of changes, mind you, but it took one extra change and we started getting three applications a day. She was getting two apprentices and one senior application uh, consistently until we had to turn the ads off. She recruited, of course. So if it's not working, you need to change it. So you need to update your recruitment strategy. All right, let's do the final strategy that all – of the salon owners in the 100K club implemented. And the final one was a focus on their sales culture. and had an upgrade. They invested in their team. And I know what you're thinking. Larissa, we're not salespeople. We're artists. We love to pamper people. But I want to say that I think there are three mistakes that we're making or three beliefs that you have as a business owner around sales. And they need an upgrade. So let me talk you through them. The first one is that you're throwing your team members on the floor as soon as you recruit them and expect or or believe that they have the experience or they've been in the industry for a long time and that they should know. But they don't know how your culture is. They haven't been in your salon before and you don't know who taught them in their last salon and what they actually believe. And the consequences that you get you hire people who say they've had a lot of experience and they want to be paid really high, but they they arrive and they're underperforming because no one has showed them how to do it or how to do it in your business or how to be a great salesperson. So you expect more from them and you don't show them how because they've been in the industry for so long. Everyone that I ever employed never lived up to how, They told me how experienced they were. I always had to retrain them. And as a consequence, it didn't matter how much experience they were, how much they charged, how much they turned over in the last salon. They all started as a senior, senior stylist and they had to earn their right to be an executive or master stylist. I want you to think about that. Number two mistake that we make when we're thinking about upgrading our sales culture inside of our business is that you think you're not a salesperson and you think that your team aren't salespeople. But I actually believe selling is serving. Less sales. If your team member is not performing, then they're doing less serving. They're not serving. The sales, the numbers, the money is just the score, scorecard to a better experience. Now, imagine a game of soccer that had no score. How would you know if your team members played well or not? Did they do a good job? The consequence is that your client actually is the one that's underserved if your team are not selling. Selling is serving. The third mistake in terms of building a winning sales culture is that you think your clients want cheap or that they want inexpensive or they want the best deal. You or your team members believe that the clients don't want to invest. This is just a sales thinking uh, belief that needs to be adjusted. And I think that, you know, often our team members, they think that they're artists or they think that they're uh, not salespeople and that cheap is better. Less money is less service. And clients actually want outcomes or they want value for their money. Sure, of course they want value for their money, but more value is worth more money. And the consequence is that the clients are offered less options. They aren't given the choice. They get the bare minimum and we wonder why they're not coming back. So instead, we need to install a culture of winning. I like to call it a culture of winning, not a culture of selling. Three parties need to win. Who are the three parties that need to win? Well, first, the client needs to win. She needs to be offered what she really needs, what she she wants, what she needs. And sometimes we need to tell her about the things that she didn't know that she always wanted. And when the client gets offered what they want or what they didn't know that they always needed, they'll buy because they suddenly have this opportunity opened up in front of them. And when they buy, the team makes sales targets. And when they make their sales targets, they get into commission. And when they get into commission, that's when they, your team members, get the life that they want. They get to save and buy a house and buy a car and go on the holiday they always dreamed of, have the baby that they are planning for. When your team member wins because the client is winning, then the team member wins. And when the team member wins, uh and the team member is in commission, you always know that when your team member, if your commission is set up correctly, you always know that your team member, when they're in commission, that the business is in profit, if you've got it engineered correctly. And when you're in profit, the brand succeeds. And when the brand succeeds, the client and the team have the business to come back to tomorrow. You're future-proofing. And then you, as the business CEO, you get a life full of meaning, full of value and a lifestyle that makes all of it worth it. So next time, your focus needs to be on a culture of winning, not just selling for selling's sake or not just pretending that you're not salespeople, but build a culture of winning where all three parties win. All right, this has been a big episode. Let's recap. How do you get to be part of the 100K Club? Well, there's four key things. One, we need to build a culture of winning so everybody is winning. Two, we need to recruit both imports and grow your own and actively update our recruitment strategy into the 2023 and beyond thinking. Saying that we are recruiting is just not enough anymore. Number three, we need to put our prices up, not just copy the sale down the road or put it up by a dollar, Install a real system and assist every year so you're always profitable and above and beyond recessions and the market that changes. And number four, we need to get back to basics. Do the basic stuff that moves the needle and lead your team and put the sales strategies, the basic stuff first. Make it a system, ensure that you put your system on repeat. And if you get bored, sell on CEOs, Create a a system, create a role and get somebody else to run it and so you can move on to the next system. Does that make sense? Delegate it, make a role for it. So if you want to join the 100K club and learn the strategies of these four parts plus a hell of a lot more and get your business into momentum and make 2023 and beyond uh, the year that things change, well, maybe Seller Mastery is right for you. I teach salon owners strategies around how to stay focused as a salon CEO, get their business into growth momentum, and to be in the 100K club. I want as many people in the 100K club as often as possible. That's my goal. That all lives inside of the Salon Mastery program. And if you're interested, all you need to do is click the Apply Now button in the show notes of this episode and let's see if Salon Mastery is a right fit for you. And I look forward to connecting with you again, same time, same place, place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify, or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com but make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.